Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace. I'm Mike with Joel. Good to have you with us. Come sail away on the gospel ship with us here, uh, Joel. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not much of a sailor. angels, but to <laughs> my sit surprise. right back and you'll hear the tale. <laughs> oh, when you said come sail away, it, really, it reminded me of that. I was going to say Striper, that Sticks tune. Come oh, yeah. Away and... That's that's one of my least favorite Sticks songs. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know it's a popular song. It's just a personal thing. Oh, but no. That's I, okay. We, we don't I have to see it. eye to eye on everything. It's okay. Uh, especially music. You're a 70s dude, and I'm more of an 80s dude, but I do like some of the 70s stuff. Uh, I'm flexible. Yeah, um, Sticks was just here in town. Was it last year, I think? I can't remember. But anyway, I missed it. But it would have been such an awesome show to see. I saw them in your old stomping grounds a couple years back. Up in Waverly? Uh, <laughs> Cedar, <laughs> or St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis. But, yeah, yeah, they I've were, had a they were playing days. with uh, Kansas and Foreigner. How's oh, that for a concert? Oh, yeah. Man, for, forget Grace. Let's talk about this. <laughs> 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 we're just kidding. That was an evil laugh. <laughs> that was meant to be. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, let's let's keep going on where we've been the last couple of weeks, Joel. But we're going to take a little bit of a different turn here, I think. You've heard the phrase, what would Jesus do? The bracelets are out there, the bumper stickers. WWJD, what would Jesus do? Popular stuff, right? It's been a while since we've talked about that. Uh, I think we've done some podcasts on it in the mm-hmm. past, but... What would Jesus do is is really not the question. <laughs> I mean, it is if you're uh, melted into a performance-based Christianity, which we've been trying to address here a little bit the last couple programs. But the real focus isn't on what would Jesus do. Uh, the real focus ought to be on what has Jesus done. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with me? Yeah, it's, I think that's really what the whole theme of the Bible is. I mean, like we, we've been talking the last few weeks about how, in many cases, people think that the theme of the Bible is, let's open up our Bible and find out what we're supposed to do. And, well, we can read all about what Jesus did, and so, yeah, what Jesus did, and let's apply that to this situation. But really, where we've been trying to come from the last couple of weeks and kind of where we're heading now is that the theme of the Bible isn't really... What are we supposed to do? It's not about opening up the Bible to find out what to do. It's opening up the Bible, and it's about getting to know Jesus Christ. It's about Jesus Christ revealed in the Scriptures, and it's about Jesus Christ's life being alive in us. That's really what life is about. And so we look in the Scriptures, and we can find out what did Jesus do? What did he accomplish through the cross, we were buried with him in his death, and we rose again with him. Those are the things that he did. He died and he rose again, and we joined him in that. That's really what it's about, rather than trying to find out all the things, you know, what did what would Jesus do in this situation? Jesus Christ is alive in you right now. Look at what he accomplished, and look at how he is alive in you right now. Well, and we were talking, yeah, we were talking about the scriptures last week, and um, 
we we love the Bible, right? It's just that it, you know some people get so caught up with it just being a religious thing. It's 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 not an instruction manual. It's not a a self help manual. I, I think you've got a verse there, Joel, that I don't have in front of me, but mm -hmm. um, maybe we ought to refer to that so I can go on. <laughs> yeah, oh sure, yeah. It's um, you know it's in John five thirty nine. Jesus was talking to some people and he said, "You search the scriptures." For in them you think you have eternal life, and these are they which testify of me. But you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. They testify of him. And, and so we, we don't find life in the scriptures themselves. They point to the person of Jesus Christ where we do find life. That's not to take anything away from the, the truth of God's Word who points us to the one who gives us life. In fact, mm -hmm. I like that passage there in John 5 because after Jesus rose again, I, I just, I'm fascinated with when he got together with the disciples and I don't know how many hours he must have spent with them or how much time it might have been, but he began to show them all the scriptures in the Old Testament that pointed to him, that prophesied of him from the prophets and, and, and the Psalms and even the law of Moses. And, and so, Joel, when we, speaking of the book of John, it's, it's in John chapter 1 where we find that uh, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He, he had always been there. Jesus is that Word because in John 1.14 we find that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. A lot of times when we talk about the Word, we're just referring to the, the, the Bible, right? But it's more than that. It's the person of Jesus Christ. And as we discover eternal life and the riches of His grace through this good news of the gospel and begin to, to, to latch onto that, understand our identity in Him because of all that, then I, I don't always have to go back and, and read the Bible every day for some sort of self-improvement. I like reading the scriptures to gain more understanding about the gospel and who I am in Christ. That's beneficial. It's just that the, the Bible itself isn't feeding me spiritually as I once thought that it did. And I, I know that's going to be hard for some people to understand, but I'm picking up here in, in John chapter 1, Joel, where it says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, John bore witness of him and cried out, saying that this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And then it goes on here. I'm, I'm going to skip to verse 17. Oh, no, I'm not either. And his fullness, John 1, 16, and of his fullness we have all received and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Jesus, the person, the Word manifested in the flesh. It's incredible stuff here, Joel. Very exciting. Yeah, exactly. And and even as you're talking there, I think, you know, I know that a lot of people, again, look to the Scriptures, thinking that in them they'll have that life. Some people look to their pastor's preaching. Some people would even look to a podcast, like what we're doing. And, and we're here to say, of course, of course, we're not the Scriptures. <laughs> you and I are not the Scriptures. But also, you and I, as much truth as we hope to convey here, we are not the way, the truth, and the life, but it's Jesus Christ, the person. That's who we're trying to point to. 
In this podcast, that's who we're trying to point to, Jesus Christ, the person. In the scriptures, when you look at the scriptures, it's not about trying to figure out a way of life. It's trying to figure out Jesus. It's trying to get to know Jesus Christ, who is the life. And, you know, sticking with John, I didn't realize we'd be spending so much time in John here today, but um, I was thinking about John 17, right at the beginning, it says, Jesus lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son also may glorify you, as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So right there, eternal life is knowing God. You know, we could say eternal life is the life of Jesus Christ, and he has come to dwell in us. And so we're not trying to figure out what to do, but we're trying to get to know the person who has come to dwell in us and who is, in fact, the eternal life. He's alive in us as the way, the truth, and the life. And that's where the focus needs to be. What has Jesus done? Not what would Jesus do? Because the problem with the concept of what would Jesus do, uh, we've mentioned this before in the past, but first of all, it implies what would he do if he were here? He is here. Mm-hmm. I know people mean, well, what if he were here physically as a man again? And I've always made the statement, Joel, that I don't think any of us can predict what Jesus would do <laughs> in, in any particular uh, random situation. Talk about somebody who, you know, was pretty hard to predict. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's a good thing. So what would Jesus do? I don't think we have any clue what he would do if he were here as a man. But he is here in the person of his spirit. And so we don't want to imply that he's not here. What would Jesus do if he were here? He is here, number one. But number two, if we're constantly asking what would Jesus do in this situation, that starts to put, in a sort of tricky way, a sneaky way, it, it begins to put the emphasis and the focus and the spotlight back on us again. What am I going to do? The gospel is, is not about us and what we do. It's about him and what he did. And what is it that he did? Well, he, he ushered in a new covenant, the covenant of his blood. Remember when he, shortly before his death, when he was eating with the disciples, you know, the last supper, we call it, Jesus held up the cup, you know, and, and broke the bread, referring to his body the cup of wine that that, uh, was uh, representing his blood, symbolic of his blood. And this new covenant, compared to the old that these people had been under, uh, under the law of Moses, was going to be a brand new thing now. And it was going to wipe out the thing that came between man and God. It was going to bring the forgiveness of of all sins for for all time, uh, to be remembered no more by God. I mean... These are some of the things that were accomplished by Jesus Christ at the cross. Yeah, and that, again, is really what it's all about. I mean, it's okay to want to do stuff. It's okay to want to bear fruit. In fact, I was just thinking thinking on this uh, thing about John again, going back to another part of John where Jesus said, you know, talking about bearing fruit, abide in me, and you know, in John 15, and I in you, abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit, for without me, you can do nothing. Right there, it goes back again to it's all about Jesus, it's about him, it's about his life. 
It's about the, you know, the eternal life, as we talked about a few weeks ago, Cap. Eternal life is different than everlasting life. You know, everlasting life had a beginning point and then goes on forever. Eternal life, we have Christ's life. Christ is, you know, eternal life in essence. And so we now have his life. And so we. And life, with no, life without a beginning. Life without a beginning and life without an end. It's now his life right. that we live, you know, that, that's in us and that, that we call our own life. I died. The life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. And all of, you know, what the scriptures say about Jesus Christ. It's really about Jesus Christ himself and, and the fact that he is a living being. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is eternal life. And it's, it's all about him. So when we read the scriptures, when we study, when we meditate, when we pray, when whatever, whatever it is that we do, it's all about Jesus Christ himself as our life. And of course, since he is our life, you know what that means? That everything that's his is ours, including his righteousness. Now think about this. When it comes to righteousness, do you hunger and thirst for righteousness? You know, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, here's a thought, something we'll move on to next week. If you're hungering and thirsting for righteousness or seeking after the kingdom of God and his righteousness, are you seeking after something you already have? We'll talk about that next week on Growing in Grace at growingandgrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.